I'm Felix Lee, President and CEO of Willison Metals Corporation. We are a private junior exploration company with four very large gold and base metal properties in the Lynn Lake area of Northern Manitoba, Canada. How are you, Felix? I'm very good, thanks. Look, uh, thanks for coming. Well, thanks for joining us, first of all, because we, we're trying to get at companies uh, early on in, in their uh, life cycle. You're not yet public, aren't you? Nope. Yep. In the process of going. We're right happening. in the middle of an IPO right now. Fantastic. Okay, we've got to come back on and let us know how that went. because that, yeah. That's a bit of fun. But you're also over here at Minds and Money in London. Uh, why have you made the journey? Uh, we're looking to tap into uh, European uh, investors that may have an interest in gold and baseball properties in Canada. So, I mean, timing's interesting. You look at uh, gold companies in 2021, all moving sideways or a little bit down. What's happening out there? What's the mood? Well, it is it is a tough market, uh, but you know uh, we don't worry all that much about the, uh, the 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 usual volatility in the markets. We just focus on what we're doing. Right now, we're in the process of uh, of IP uh, of doing an IPO and going public, and the markets will be what they will be. Okay, you're confident that the world needs another gold company. Absolutely, especially uh, the one that we uh, we have here in Canada, at Willis Metal. <laughs> Good stuff. Hey, Willie, um, we. We know a little bit about you because um, we were kind of contacted by someone over in Canada. They got a little bit excited about what you're putting together and, and, and the team as well. So let's start with the team uh, and, and you specifically. What's, what's the background? What's the relevant experience? Right. I'm an expression geologist by background. I've been in the business now for, oh, around 35 years. Had the uh, really had the opportunity to, to explore and work around the world in places like Central Africa, uh, uh, West Africa, uh, Central Europe. Southeast Asia, uh, Brazil, Mexico, uh, and of course uh, in Canada. Uh, most recently, up until March of this year, uh, I was on the board of the Prospectors and Developers Association of Canada, otherwise known as PDAC or PDAC. Uh, and I spent the last two of those 14 years as the president of the association. Uh, so I have been around for quite some time. I joined Willison uh, in January of last year. Uh, after having spent a good chunk of my career in the consulting side of the industry. And I was really looking to sink my teeth, uh, as it were, into uh, a good project, work with a good team. And that's exactly what we have at, at Wilson Metals. Okay, so you're pretty well connected and from, from the consulting side and also PDAC. So was the team already established when you joined or have you gone about putting together the team that you want? We were in the process of pulling the team together. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it is it is one of the things that's very, very important to me is to pull together a very, very strong team. One that not only is able to make discoveries happen, but make them happen in a way that is uh, socially responsible, environmentally responsible and and uh, and in a safe manner. That's something that's very, very important to me. Uh, and so we have pulled together a team which I believe uh, allows us to do that uh, at Willison. Uh, and I'm happy to actually, you know, just maybe introduce uh, some of the team yeah, members, do, just do, give you some do sense that, of Do that, because have. I tell you what, you know, every company now is following that, that narrative, yeah. okay? Some can and some can't, but you're all saying the same thing. So it's, it's yeah. hard for us to differentiate between the good guys and the people who are just 
yeah. saying it for a fact. Right. So what, tell me about your team. What's the special about Right. Them? So we are we are a very, very young company and we do have limited resources. But you know, nevertheless, we have pulled together a very, very strong team. And I'll touch on why uh, you know, I think Willison has a, has a slight advantage uh, over other companies. So firstly, we have um, our VP Exploration. His name is Ian Trinder. He actually comes from Manitoba, actually started his career working in the Lynn Lake area. Uh, working for Sherrod Gordon. So he is very, very familiar with, uh, with the Lynn Lake region of Canada. He's also an individual that I've worked with now for some 15 years uh, on the consulting side of the industry. He has not only worked with consultants, uh, engine exploration companies, but also worked with major companies. So I'm just tickled pink to have him aboard. He's just someone that I've worked with for many, many years, someone that I'm very uh, reliant on. As well, the chairman of the company is an individual named Shastri Ramnath. Uh, for those in the Canadian uh, mining and, and exploration space, uh, many of them will have heard of Shastri Ramnath. She's, she's very, very well regarded and considered a bit of a rising star in the industry. She happens to also be from Manitoba, and she maintains some very, very strong connections within the province, both with government uh, and industry. And she actually currently chairs a government liaison uh, committee, which is focused on making improvements within the province to make the province of Manitoba uh, one of the best mining jurisdictions in which to invest uh, and explore. Uh, and so she is very, very active on that front actively working with government to make changes uh, in terms of policy uh, and procedures um, and streamlining things happening in Manitoba. Uh, so we do have very strong connections in the province. Um, now coming back to sort of making discoveries happen and making them happen in a responsible manner, uh, we rely on a number of consultants uh, and through Shastri's uh, other companies, Shastri Ramana's other companies, we actually have access to a lot of talent and expertise. So one such person, for example, is Gord Morrison. Gord is, uh, he's a serial mine finder. That's how I, I describe him. He's been credited now with the discovery of some 13 major deposits, six of which are now in production and four of which are at the feasibility stage. Gord has been working very, very closely with our technical team, designing our exploration programs and reviewing the data that we have on hand. As well, we have a, uh, a fantastic geophysicist who's working with us, uh, Alan King. Alan used to be the chief geophysicist for Valet, uh, and I think before that, Inco as well. Uh, and so he's an extremely talented, very, very well-connected uh, individual. Again, who's been helping us with the early stages of exploration, uh, where we we're quite reliant on uh, geophysical surveys uh, to do uh, to do our evaluation of our projects. On the sustainability side, we have uh, an individual named Valerie Pascali. Uh, she comes to Willison from Goldcorp, and during her twelve years at Goldcorp, she was essentially responsible for building Goldcorp's CSR framework uh, from the ground up. And she's been very active spearheading Willison's community engagement efforts, particularly with First Nations groups uh, in, uh, in the Lynn Lake area uh, of Manitoba. Uh, and we've been making extremely good headway on that front despite the COVID-19 pandemic uh, and the travel restrictions. And, and, uh, and I'm not sure if you're aware here in, in, in the UK, we had quite a number of uh, wildfires across Northern Canada. Uh, and Manitoba was no exception. And so that also hampered uh, travel in the region. Uh, but despite all of that, 
uh, we've um, we've forged ahead with establishing a, a very strong relationship with First Nations right now. Uh, and uh, I've actually just last week come from a meeting with uh, chief and council with one of the First Nations groups uh, that we're dealing with, uh, and we're um, we're we're uh, we're now in the process of establishing an expiration agreement, and okay. we should have that in place very soon. Okay, well, you, yeah. you can keep us up to date with how things um, progress there. Let, let's get to the, the money bit, which is you have selected Manitoba and you've got yeah. some data on the assets that you're looking at, right? Historic data. So where, where, where have you inherited or bought this from? Thanks for asking that question. So uh, the four projects that Willison has uh, were originally state by a company called Exiro Minerals, right. which is essentially our, okay. our, our parent company. Yeah. Uh, Exiro is, uh, is chaired, uh, is essentially run by Shastri Ramnath. Right. Okay. Uh, and Exiro's business model, it's, a, it's an interesting one. They are focused on acquiring or getting access to uh, the huge troves of, of historical exploration data right. that tends to be found nowadays in people's basements and in their garages. This is this, These are the old map tubes full of rolled up maps, boxes and boxes of paper, uh, drill logs and reports. Um, and Shastri's company, Xero, gets hold of this, uh, this data. They then digitize it and then they essentially mine it. Uh, and they identify missed or hidden opportunities. Right, okay. And so the four properties we have in Williston were uh, were essentially identifi uh, identified this way. Okay, gotcha. See, and she does this. She 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 does this and, and sells these this data off to companies like yours. Takes a slice of your company as a as a result of this, or she Some, actually put cold hard cash in, into this too as well. Yeah, so something like that. So Xara will basically stake the properties. They'll advance them to a point. Uh, and then roll them out or spin them out into right. uh, a vehicle such as Wilson Metals, which eventually right. the idea will be uh, to, to take the company public. And ex in exchange for that, uh, Exaro uh, gets shares of the of the new company. Mm -hmm. uh, so promissory notes. Percentage was she in or they own? Currently, Exaro is at around 26%. Okay. Uh, and the idea will be to uh, progressively dilute from that point forward. So she... She hasn't put money in and she's not going to put money in, but she'll be diluted as you raise capital going forward. Uh, Xero has participated in pretty much all of the financings up okay. to this point. Uh, but once we're public, uh, the, the goal will be to, to basically start to dilute down. Okay, okay, fine. Yeah. So, th so that's, that's the beginnings and the origins of all of this. But you yep. looked at this data and went, you know what, there's something here. Okay, well, yep. you and your team, look, there's, there's something to this. I can work with this. So you, 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 you're coming in. You're going to go public out of the gate, which is what Canadian companies do. Drop of a hat, that's what you do uh, to raise capital for it. So um, when are you going public? How much money will you be raising um, during that process? Okay. So we're right in the middle of an IPO right now. We're right. looking to raise uh, around six million, uh, half of which will be hard dollars, half of which uh, is flow through. Mm -hmm. Um, there is an over allotment of around 15%. So we can raise up to, on the hard dollar side, so we can raise up to uh, around, uh, I think, 3.6 there around. Okay. Hard. What's that allow you to do? Pardon? What does that allow you to do? It allows us to f explore the four uh, properties that we have in the Little Lake area. In particular, our flagship project, which is the Bocage project. Right. Uh, that is a project that will be basically the, uh, the focus 
uh, and uh, pretty much where we'll be spending the lion's share of the funds that we do raise. Glad you said that. Yep. So, because um, for, for, for projects and a small amount of cash coming at starting off, yep. is usually a disaster. So when you say yep. the bulk of the money's going there, I mean, what are we talking about? Into, into Bocage, so primarily our, our drilling. Right. Okay. Uh, we are planning to drill at least eight to 10,000 meters uh, on Bocage. We believe that that is the minimum amount of drilling that we will need to uh, to drill on the property to get an idea as to whether or not we have something there or not. Right. Uh, and whether or not we uh, you know should be reprioritizing uh, our projects, downplaying Bocage maybe if we don't have anything and moving on to another project. So, so, so why, the, why start there? Why, you've got four, right? So yeah. what, what, what encourages you to start there? Well, Bocage is the one project that we have the most historical data for. So okay. we're, we're further along the curve, if you will, with Bocage. What do you think it says to you? Uh, well, Bocage is really interesting. There is a lot going on there. Uh, it, um, it's, it's an early stage project, but also not so early stage. There's some 53 historic drill holes on the property alone. And these are spread across six known historic high-grade gold showings uh, that were identified by previous operators. We've staked additional ground to the south of these six showings, and we fully expect that we'll identify uh, additional targets in the southern half of the property uh, going forward. Okay, and are you, with regards to the 53 holes, is some of the drilling you're doing twinning or just validating what the, the historic data? We're not, we're not twinning any of the holes. Right, okay. uh, we're not uh, really looking to validate any of the holes. Uh, we are really focused on doing our own work, okay. uh, which is essentially around the six known gold showings. So the drilling right now will be focused on three of those six showings. Um, last, late last year, we, we did an airborne magnetic survey uh, over all of Bocage, and then we did uh, 3D inversion studies of that data. Uh, and what's come out of that study has been very, very interesting to us. Uh, the study has allowed us to identify uh, this major structures that are associated with the six known showings, but more importantly, which of those structures actually has considerable uh, depth extent that warrants uh, mm -hmm. uh, further exploration by drilling. Okay. Uh, and so three of the showings that we, uh, three of the six showings that we have mm -hmm. are located on structures that have significant depth potential. And and so those are the structures we're going to be drilling. So that's what we're looking at. So you, you okay, I'm, I'm trying to work, you know, out the, the kind of almost the cost of running your business going forward. So we're looking at deep structures, um, what, what type of showings have, do you understand from the previous drilling? You know, yep. is it relatively high grade, and if so, like it what? can be exceeding high grade. Right. So, uh, so some of the historic results from Bocage uh, have been in the hundreds of grams per ton. Okay, uh, we even have a result that is uh, 1.8 kilograms per ton in, oh. in a grab. Uh, so there are some very very high grades. Uh, and then, but on average, I would say typically we're looking at um, around six to seven grams per ton on average grade. Okay, because um, there's, there's sort of some you know um, r r rule of thumb out there. Yeah. You know, if you're looking at clearly at under underground, yeah, there you need over four grams, yeah, typically to actually economically mine, right? So yeah. that so it looks like you're on to. Yeah, so I think what we're uh, what we, what we would like to identify uh, on the property is probably somewhere in the in the range of of eighteen gram meters, uh, in in terms of our drill results. Um, 
And so obviously, uh, you know, we can go lower grades uh, over over greater widths uh, in the in the shallower depths, mm. uh, higher grades over more narrow widths uh, in uh, in 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 sort of the sort of deeper depths. Um, but ultimately, we're looking for around 18, probably 15 to 18 gram meter uh, okay. results with yeah. our drill results. Okay. Yeah. That works. Um, and with, with, with regards to um, your, well, let me talk about Manitoba very, very quickly, because yeah. you, you talked about what Shastri was doing earlier in terms of helping make Manitoba a better place to mine, right? Yeah. You know, there's, I think there's some provinces like Quebec, which are you know, very, very pro and very helpful on the, on the financial yeah. side of things. So, um, and we've met a few companies here based in Manitoba. There are a few. What's it like now versus what Shastri's vision of what it needs to be like? Are you going to encounter any difficulties? You know, we talked about First Nations, which is obviously yep. a whole art in, in itself, and you've got to you've got to manage that uh, very carefully in Canada. With the with regards to the government, do they make life difficult at the moment? Is that is that what she's suggesting? Uh, no, I, actually, I would say government right now is extremely supportive of the industry. Okay. Uh, there's always a bit of education involved uh, when you're bringing politicians along and and uh, and making them much more aware of so the mining and, and exploration industry and, and right. the roles that it can play. Um, it's and so a there's, there's financial one, isn't it, for them? Isn't it jo jobs, taxes, yeah, that kind of thing? Yeah. But you know, in terms of the support that the province is giving, it's 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 there. It's always been there. Uh, Manitoba, actually, of all the Canadian provinces and territories, has always had the 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 the, the biggest or healthiest uh, fiscal incentives in place to encourage mineral exploration uh, and mining in the province. Um, there are a few things, obviously, that can still be improved. Uh, one being the permitting process in the province. And the, the government is currently active, uh, actively uh, working to streamline the permitting process. So things are all heading in the right direction mm -hmm. uh, for the province. Um, so really kind of what remains is to try and, and promote the province um, amongst explorationists. Manitoba has tended to always be overlooked mm -hmm. uh, relative to other provinces and, yeah. and territories in the country. Uh, and there's a, you know, why that is, is, uh, is, is a bit of a mystery for some. Um, you know, I'm speaking with, with a bit of my PDAC hat on as, uh, right now. And, and uh, you know, it's always been a bit of a mystery to those of us at PDAC as to why Manitoba seems to have a hard time attracting uh, exploration uh, explorationists um, and exploration activity uh, compared to other provinces. Um, we're not really sure why that is. But it does. Is it more expensive? Is it <clears throat> not at all. Not at all. It's, it's, what are the factors it's, you're looking at it, and go? You know what? We we should stack up on these. Well, the, the, and now I'm sure we got our Wilson hat on. Okay. Um, you know, because it has largely been been ignored, uh, or sometimes you know overlooked or forgotten uh, as a, as a place to to explore. Um, it's a province that's actually full of of, of opportunities. Uh, and is, it full, is it full of miners though? A skilled, skilled yeah, and, and and for an exploration of so. Right, okay. you know the four properties that Wilson has in the Lynn Lake area, they're enormous. Um, you know, the combined they are they cover some twenty four thousand hectares, close to two hundred forty square kilometers, uh, and uh, we are essentially the second largest land position uh, in the Lynn Lake area. 
The other, uh, the largest land position is actually Alamos Gold. Yeah, uh, they're very, very active in the Lynn Lake area. They're, uh, they have their Lynn Lake project, which is yeah. at the feasibility stage, uh, and they're currently pushing to, to permit that uh, project. Uh, and eventually put their uh, put their two past producing mines back into production. Uh, our properties essentially uh, lie right next to or they adjoin uh, Alamos's ground and, and pretty much together with Alamos, uh, we tie up the entire Lynn Lake Greenstone Belt. Yeah, we've had them on the show. Yeah, so I think that kind of speaks a little to how the province has been kind of forgotten and maybe overlooked by explorationists. For, for a small company like Willison or, or actually our, our parent company, Exiro, to, to go into Manitoba and essentially stake essentially the second largest land position yeah. uh, in the Lend Lake area, I think uh, just goes to show how it's kind of been overlooked. I think you can stop calling your parent company now, can't you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're in charge. Yeah, we are. <laughs> I know. Um, well, okay. And, and with goes to the, um, the, the actual... Um, money side of things. You've talked about how much you're looking to raise and perhaps the, the deployment. Where's it coming from? Is it going to be mostly retail at this point or because of your PDAC pass, are you going to be able to introduce some institutional at this early stage? Uh, we've, Wilson does enjoy the support of, of some very uh, some very large institutional investors. We have RCF, uh, Haywood Securities, uh, Dundee and Sprott uh, mm. USA uh, as our shareholders. We're really looking to tap in more into the retail okay. uh, side. Uh, we do want to establish um, that larger uh, shareholder base, uh, if you will. Get the liquidity yeah. moving, yeah. get the excitement. Right. And, how, and how do you play? What, 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 I'm trying to understand the man, okay? So how do you play this? Because you've had, in PDAC, you've, you've got to be you know, quite... Um, Unbiased, right? You can't can't show bias in, in too many ways. So we we've seen companies come on here and they do the headline grabbing, yeah, like these high grade headlines, and we get people excited that way, but there's nothing backing it up. Or do you are you more systematic about the way that you're going to approach this and and communicate that in, into the marketplace? Where where do you position yourself in some, from sensationalist to scientist? <laughs> I would say we're sort of somewhere in the middle. <laughs> we're certainly not sensationalist. We do want to do good exploration. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I'm in this business for. That's what my colleagues are in, in, in this business for. That's what we pulled Willison Metals together to do. Uh, we will be a approaching uh, our four projects uh, and exploring them systematically. Uh, our focus will be Bocage. We do have our second priority project, which is uh, our hatchet property. Mm. We will be advancing that just to ensure that we maintain uh, a strong project pipeline. Yeah. Um, but then equally important to me and, and the team is also uh, developing um, the community relations side of the business. And as I mentioned earlier, we have been very, very active on that front. Um, at a very, very early stage. So it's, it's, it's equally important to me that in addition to how we go about doing our exploration, uh, that we, we bring uh, the local community along with us. Um, and so, uh, you know, that's something that is, is very, it's right at the front of what we do. Uh, it's very important. Um, that we establish those relationships with the local committee uh, and, and be as transparent as we can uh, about what we're doing, how we're doing it, and why we're doing it. Um, 
our goal ultimately is to uh, you know engage uh, and and bring uh, local community into our exploration efforts to actually get them involved. Um, you know, we are a small company. We are limited with in, in what we can do, uh, but we do want to explore uh, the possibilities. We want Williston to be an example of what could be, uh, what an exploration company can be, uh, and 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 leave a positive legacy that way. Ultimately, we want to be a seen as uh, a partner of choice, a company that um, not only does government uh, want to do business with. Uh, investors want to invest in, uh, but also local community um, wants to uh, to work I, with I us. I agree with all of that. Yeah. And that's the right thing to say. You've also got another audience, which is a bunch of rabid investors who are like, are these guys delivering value? Yeah. Are they making me money? You've got to, and these days, you've got to get that balance right. And I think yeah. the momentum is moving towards uh, the kind of responsible language that you, you are um, talking today. Which is fantastic, but don't forget the shareholders. They're a big no, not at all, not at all. So we're not definitely not forgetting shareholders. Um, I think though, I firmly believe though that if you want to truly deliver value, not only do you need to do the right exploration to get the results that you want um, and identify the projects that you you need. Uh, by, by being seen as the partner of choice, uh, not only with government, but also local community, you, you pave the way uh, for much smoother business. So in terms of getting your project permitted, uh, in terms of, of getting consent from the local community, and particularly First Nations, uh, to carry out the exploration that you want to carry out, um, you do yourself a whole lot of favors by uh, you know, doing the, the necessary legwork up front. So, uh, I I don't see one as being separate from the other. It's it's all part of the same thing. Brilliant. It's all part of being a good explorationist. So. Lovely to meet you. Welcome to London. I hope you get out of here with that o Omicron on the way back. Home. <laughs> Apologies for dragging you over here for that. Um, great story. Nice team. I'm excited for what you're going to do. Go get, go get listed first, would you? And then we'll we can, do. We can yeah. follow you even more earnestly. Yep. Yeah. We'll do.